Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Go with me to Galatians 6. I don't plan to be before you real long, but we want to talk tonight or minister I'll never just talk on how to live out of your spirit. And um, uh, this is something that's so important because uh, when, when you begin to understand this concept of living out of your spirit, the, the dominion you possess was birthed in your spirit when you were born again. Everything in this natural physical world is the offspring of the parent law of the kingdom. Well, the kingdom is spiritual and manifests itself physically. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. So everything, every area that I exercise dominion in I have to exercise dominion in that area out of my spirit. My mind cannot exercise dominion. My body cannot exercise dominion. Only my spirit can exercise dominion. When when God created man, when he first created man, we we read it in the book of Genesis. We're not going to take the time to go there, but we read it in the book of Genesis where God created man, formed man's body of the dust of the earth, and then it says that God breathed into man the breath of life, and man became a speaking spirit. That's what the uh, uh, other Hebrew renderings say. The King James says man became a living soul. Man became a nephish. Man became a container for the Spirit of God. And after God created man, now when he created him in the dirt is not where he created him in his image. It was when he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life that he created him in his image. And it was after he breathed into him the breath of life that he gave them dominion. Over all the animals, all the the things on the earth. Amen. And when you begin to operate out of your spirit, you begin to operate in your dominion mandate. Because that that mandate has never come off of man. Hallelujah. So Galatians 6 is where I want to start. And I'm not going to be able to get all this out tonight, so we'll just be doing this a lot on Sunday nights, I think. Galatians 6 and 1, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, notice this, you that are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Now, understand what he's saying. When he says, you that are spiritual, You that are governed by the Spirit. You that are living out of your Spirit. Restore them. Is that right? Amen. Not just spiritually minded. Governed by the Spirit. When when you live in the flesh on any level, you're limited. I'm limited. My, My mind cannot follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. My spirit follows the leading of the Holy Ghost, and my mind falls in line. Your spirit was, and we'll get into this in a moment, was created to govern the other parts of your makeup. Your spirit was created to govern your mind, to govern your body. 
The makeup of man can be likened to a, a train. And I know they don't have cabooses anymore, but it's still the illustration the Lord gave me years ago that, that what happens in, the, in a lot of people's lives is the caboose that's just supposed to be tagging along on the back of the train is what's running the show. The engine is what has the power. Amen. The, 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 the mind, the soul, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That has to be governed by the spirit. So the cars are the mind, the will, and the emotion. The caboose is the flesh. Your flesh is a container for your spirit. God did not create Adam, the physical man, in his image. He created the real Adam, the spirit of Adam, in his, and the Bible says, his very own image. Well, what, was his, what is God's very own image? With all dominion, all authority, all power. Amen. And he invested that in Adam. Look at, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Oh, hallelujah. I've been chomping at the bit to preach this all day. I taught on some of it during our uh, 1245 service in Constructores de Fe. And uh, the Lord showed me some more things. Uh, verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. W-H-O-L-L-Y. Now that's important. Completely. To, 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 to sanctify, set apart something holy means there's different parts. There's different parts. And he says he wants us sanctified holy. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we believe the Holy Spirit inspired the Scriptures, and he did, then this order is important. Spirit, soul, body. I'll hear people, they'll say, well, you know, body, soul, and spirit. That's not what the scripture says. It says spirit, soul, and body. Well, you know what I mean. No, say what you mean. It's spirit. I am a spirit. Say out loud, I am a spirit. Say this, I possess a soul, and I live in a body. Now, notice, I live in a body. I am not the body. I live in the body. Remember what Paul said? He said this. He said, I buffet my body. I, I buffet my body. He didn't say, I buffet myself. You'll hear people say that. Why is that important? Because you got to learn, if you're going to live out of your spirit, you got to differentiate the parts. This body is not me. I live in this body. I have authority over this body. I have authority over my mind. I have authority over my thoughts. I have authority over my emotions. Hallelujah. To allow emotions to overwhelm you is to allow the part of you that has, the, the real you is to allow the dominion side of you to be brought under the power of your mind. My mind is my mind. I, the real me, I have authority over my mind. Are you following me? But where do I operate from that? Out of my spirit. Out of my spirit. When someone says, I don't know what I'm going to do. They're not talking about I, spirit. They, they're referencing themselves as I, mind. Do you know your spirit never is at a loss as to what to do? Follow me here. Your spirit is created in the very image of God. Does God ever go, I'm at a loss? Now, because we're in a fallen world, we might have to spend time 
praying in the Holy Ghost, shutting ourselves away, getting what we call the mind of God. But, but what are you doing? You're communing with Him directly out of your spirit. Your spirit knows what to do. Your spirit knows what direction to take. I got to live out of my spirit. That's why you can't spend so much time talking about yourself in temporal terms. Talking about yourself like you're your body or you are your mind. Amen. Because you're living out of your spirit. And so he says here, very plainly, notice that man is three parts, spirit, soul, and body. The spirit's directly connected to the spirit realm. Now, that, that seems elementary, but think about that. The Bible says that you go directly into the throne room, yet your body has never been in the throne room. But the Bible says you do. It said, What's it say? It says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Find help in time of need. Well, your body's never going to go boldly to the throne of grace while you're on this earth, but you're there. You go there. Are you seated with Christ in heavenly places? Far above all principality, power, might, dominion, every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that which come. Are you there? Are you presently there? You're presently there right now. How? Because you are not your body. You are a spirit. And you're presently there right now. That's what the scripture says. Oh, glory. And when, and when you talk about yourself just as a body, you limit yourself. Or as a mind, you limit yourself. Ah, I just can't figure this out. What, what do you mean? Your mind can't figure it out? Remember what Paul said? I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Where does he strengthen you? In your spirit. And that what Ephesians says? That that you that that he 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 prayed, he said, he said, I pray for you. And he said, Here's what I'm praying is that you will be filled with the knowledge of God in all wisdom and understanding. And right, and that you might be uh, full of the power of God in your inner man. Where's the power at? Your inner man. Where's it manifested through? Your body. My hands, your hands, our bodies are the hands on the earth to get done what God wants to get done. But it's the power of God living on the inside of us. It's the spirit on the inside of us, the real us. When, when, you, when you cease to be so body conscious, you become more spirit conscious. Amen. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, that's elementary, and we know that, and we think, yeah, you know, when I die, I'm going to be with the Lord. Wait a minute, what did you just say? You said when you left this earth, you were going to be with the Lord. But if I ask you, who are you today, you would look, might look at me and go, well, here I am. No, I'm not seeing you. I see your body. When, when you see this jacket and these, these slacks, you're not seeing me. You're seeing my suit. It's animated. It moves because it has my arms in it. It has my legs in it. But if I take this jacket off and, and, and hold it right here and let it go, it's not going to stand up and walk and talk. It's going to fall on the ground because there's now no life in it. When, you, when God, God formed your body at conception, God formed your body, and the Spirit showed up in that, in that body that was, that was formed at conception. And you were, of course, you were born spiritually dead. You were born a sinner like every other person on this earth. Glory to God. Amen. But at some point in your life, 
When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit came into you, and it was mouth-to-mouth, not resuscitation, mouth-to-mouth creation. God blew His Spirit into you, and you were not recreated just a better version of what you were. You were made all over again new in the very image of God Himself. A spirit. Glory to God. And, and you never want to talk about, see, the problem that happened in the garden. And, and we've had a lot of good teaching on this. But the problem was God created Adam and Eve, but Adam and Eve, and, and we'll use Adam, but Adam and Eve in his very own image. And, and, and when it says the, the word God, there's the word Elohim, always plural in the Hebrew. God created them, God created man tripartite. God created man a triune being. Spirit, soul, and body. Adam and Eve were created to live out of their spirit. Do you know the devil had no chance in the garden had they stayed living in their spirit? No chance. Understand this. Where the devil's concerned, you're no match for him here. Zero. You're not a match. He's been doing it too long. But here, the real me, more than a match. Well, why? I have the mind of God. Do I, do I or do I not? Right? Remember what Paul said? He talked about in the book of Galatians. He said, he said, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision availeth anything but a new creature. A new creature is what avails. Well, what happened when you became a new creature? Your spirit was made in the image of God. What avails in you is your spirit. Oh, glory to God. So he had to work and get them focused and living out of their mind. How do I know he wanted them living out of their mind and got them living out of their mind? Because it says this. He said, has God said, that you can't, shouldn't eat of, in, eat, eat of any of the trees of the garden. What did Eve say? She said the right thing in the beginning. She said, no, we can eat of the trees of the fruit of the garden. God said they could. She said, but this one tree, God said, don't eat it, don't touch it, because in the day you do, you'll die. Now, now, whether she added to the word of God or not, it's up to you. But it, it's, it's really irrelevant, because here's the issue. She knew where? Here. In her spirit. Not supposed to touch that. Not supposed to eat of that. God said don't eat of it. He didn't, never said don't touch it, but you, you understand what I mean. Hallelujah. What did he do? He appealed here. God knows in the day you eat, you'll become like him. Wait a minute. I thought they were already created in his very own image. Wouldn't they have already been like him? If you really saw how much like God you are, you wouldn't talk about you so bad. I've heard preachers get up, and, and please don't, if you, if, I know Prophet Ford's never said this, so I'll talk to other preachers. If, if you've ever said this, I'm not mad at you. But I've heard preachers get up and go, I'm just an ignorant man. Really? How can you be ignorant when you're created in the image of God. You will fall or rise to the level of what you believe about you. I'm not ignorant. I'm never without an answer. So they were already like God. Right? Mm. But it says she started looking. Now, how did she look? Not out of her spirit. If she would have been looking with her spirit, if she would have been looking with the real her, she would have kept focused on what God said. She started looking out of her mind, and it says that when she saw that the fruit was good to eat, it was beautiful fruit, would make one wise. Wait a minute. Adam named 
over 500,000 different species of birds and animals and reptiles and fish. He had the mind to rule and reign in dominion. Have you ever thought about that? That God brought every species that exist to Adam so Adam could name them. Hmm. That was man before his fallen condition. Yeah, but you know, no, 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 no. See, don't start going there. He's trying to revive this in us. That this is us. We preach what Adam messed up, Jesus came and fixed. Well, what did he fix? Everything Adam lost. What did Adam lost? What did he lose? Dominion, authority. Is that right? Because the, the, he, uh, uh, he gave it away to the enemy. Man became spiritually dead. But what happens when man becomes spiritually alive? There, are, there were not better results in Adam than there were in you. Adam didn't get better results than you got. Adam didn't get more dominion and authority than you got. Maybe I should say than you received. But the point is, it's taken hundreds, maybe thousands of years of religious indoctrination to convince people that are created in the very image of God that somehow they are less than, that somehow they are less and, and they're lower down the scale than they thought they were. Hmm. And once he got them over in the mind, that was it. That was it. See, here's the thing. If you consistently live like you're a mind, you're starving your spirit. And your spirit's getting weaker and weaker. The spirit has to get the best and the most nutrition in your life. Because that's the real you. You have to feed your spirit the best. And then your spirit stays in charge and keeps, and keeps uh, authority over your mind, your will, your emotions, and your body. If a person's body is out of control, their spirit is weak. If their mind is running away with them, their spirit is weak. If their emotions are out of control, their spirit is weak. Now, I know people don't like that. We want to make concessions nowadays. Well, now, Pastor, you know, you shouldn't be like that. People will feel bad. I don't want anybody to feel bad, but I'm giving you the answer. If, if I had a pill as a medical doctor, and I had a pill and said, now, this pill will fix anything that you're dealing with, guaranteed that it will fix anything you're dealing with, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. But if you'll take it, it'll fix anything that you're dealing with. It might be a little uncomfortable to sit and go, yep, been living out of my mind. I got to start living out of my spirit. But it'll fix anything you're dealing with. Oh, hallelujah. Am I helping you? So he discloses the fact that man's a triune being consisting of a spirit, a soul, and the body. The spirit's the real man created in the image of God. The soul includes the reasoning faculties. My mind, my will, my emotion. Pastor Michelle says your thinker, your chooser, your feeler. Man's soul and body fit him for this life in this material universe. Now listen, that's been created for him. God created the world for us. And then gave us dominion over what he created for us. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I, am I helping you? I, I, I want to say some things, but whew, I, I, I need you to see this. What was created for us is not supposed to rule over us. The world, the earth was created for me. The book of Psalms, remember what it says? The earth is the Lord's. And he has given it 
to the children of men. Why is it the Lord's? He created it. But then he took what he created and gave it to us. That's Pat, the premise of pastor's teaching on ownership. He created the earth and then gave us ownership of it. Mm. Listen, for instance, axe head falls in the water. Hallelujah. Prophet, what's he say? Where did it fall? Now, now think about that. Master, it was borrowed. Notice what he didn't say. What, what, what do you want me to do? I mean, you're bad, buddy. You should have checked that out. No, what did he say? Where did it fall? Now, what's that question indicate? I'm going to do something about this. Well, he's not going to dive in. Where did it fall? Right there. What did he say? Took a stick. What did he do? Put it in the water. What happened? What happened? The what? The iron swam. Why did it swim? Because somebody with dominion and authority over it acted like they had dominion and authority over it and made it do what it was not designed to do. I don't care what's going on in your life. It can be going the way that natural things say it needs to go. But when you start living out of your spirit, you enter into a dominion and authority that will make that thing turn because it was created for you. You weren't created for it. Glory to God. When, when you say this, a confession that we make, my heart beats with the rhythm of life. You were not created for your heart. Your heart was created for you. I'm not supposed to be a servant to my heart. My heart's supposed to be my servant. My body's not supposed to be ruling over me. I rule over my body. I'm running pain out of my body. I'm running sickness out of my body. And I'm going to keep it out. You're going to go because I said so. Is that right? You're living out of your spirit. How, how do I know that? What's Proverbs say? Strong spirit of a man will sustain him in times of bodily pain or sickness or trouble. Isn't that right? What sustains him? Strong spirit. Strong what? Strong spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? That was a man telling an axe head what to do. And the iron swam. Oh, but pastor, that was a miracle. Your spirit is full of those miracles. The gifts of the spirit that operate in our life, how do they operate? They operate as we yield to the Holy Spirit, working through what? Our spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit doesn't do those miracles through your body. It does them through your spirit. The, the, the woman that with, with, with the, uh, 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 her husband had died, and she came to the prophet, and she said, you know my husband, your, 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 your servant, my husband, that he loved the Lord. He served the Lord. And look, he's died, and we're in debt, and the creditors are coming to take my son. Now watch. And what did the man of God say? What do you got in your house? I don't have anything but a little oil. Uh, go borrow vessels. And don't borrow a few. Now listen, where's he speaking? Not out of his mind. Speaking by the Spirit of God. I know they weren't spiritually alive. But understand, he's speaking by the Spirit of God. The same Spirit that lives on the inside of you. And they got all the vessels. They said there's not a vessel more. He said go in, shut the door. Start pouring. Is that right? What did he tell her to do? What did he tell her to do? Start pouring oil. Is that right? What did he tell her to do? Start pouring oil. What did she start doing? And how long did she pour? Till there wasn't any vessels left. <sighs> it was a little jar of oil. But the man of God said, you pour and fill those vessels. He told that vessel to have enough oil in it to fill everything she had. 
She was not because of, listen, they were not in, they were not in bondage to that little bit of oil. There was the freedom of what the man of God said. God said in the very beginning when he created man in his very own image, you have dominion, you have authority over everything that walks upon the earth. And he never took it back. And when he saved you and you were born again, that dominion was there by birthright. And you just picked it up or should have and started walking in it. Hallelujah. So that woman in one evening went from in debt, creditors coming to take her son's, To being in the oil business. Now you understand what I mean by that. How did that come? By the Spirit. See your insufficiency. Can lord over your physical self. But it cannot lord over your spirit. In your spirit is the answer to your insufficiency. And once I get it by the Spirit. You can't stop me from having it. Because I got it by the Spirit. That's how when you're walking in faith and you know that you know that you know that you know you don't know up here. You don't know in your physical heart, but you know in your spirit. And that's why it's so important that you differentiate between the parts. Because when you know something in your spirit, you know it. That's going to happen. You can't stop me from getting that. If you only know it in your mind, I can change your mind. Brother Hagin told a story one time. They were pastoring a church. And the Lord had been dealing with him to go. Uh, am I helping you all with this? <sighs> I feel like I'm throwing a lot out there. Hallelujah. But they were pastoring a church. And the Lord had been dealing with him to go on the field. And you know he knew that that's what the Lord wanted him to do. And this was after he had went in and he had asked Miss Aretha. He said, have you thought anything about you know, this church, and, and she said, well, my Lord, no, I wouldn't want to go back there. And, 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 and the Lord told him, you know, I want you to go full time on the field. And he said, well, Lord, you're going to have to talk to my wife. And you remember he went in, and he, and he began to kind of him haul around, and uh, he said, what do you think about this? And she said, I know, you're going to have to go on the field and leave me home alone with these two kids, I know. He said, well, when did you know that? She said, I've known that for 10 years. She said, the night that we were praying in my parents' house and I got filled with the Holy Ghost, the Lord told me that was going to happen. So they began to make preparations. And remember, he went to that conference. He was teaching on this in 1978. I think it's so neat. The, the Hawaii uh, uh, Bible Conference in 1978. And, and it, so, it so blesses me because my pastor was at that conference. That's the conference that he had pain in his body. And Brother Hagin was running around the room praying for people that were lined up. And, and that lady that was in front of a pastor, when Brother Hagin laid hands on her, she stepped back and stepped on his foot. And he couldn't get away. And she fell on him. And Brother Hagin never got to touch him, but he got healed anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, he was telling this story then. And, but here's, here's the point that I want you to, that I want you to see. Is that... Is that uh, he went to this conference of the denomination he's a part of, Assembly of God, and they, all the ministers got up and started running down healing ministers. Now that denomination, you know, the Assembly of God believes in, in divine healing. I don't have anything against the Assembly of God. I used to go to the Assembly of God. I have nothing against them. But this is just the way it was back in these days. And he said, you know, no matter how sure you are of what God wants you to do, if you spend three days, night and day, folks telling you how bad and wrong you are about what you believe, it's going to cause you to wonder. And he said, so I went home and told my wife, you know, the church wants us to stay anyway. And so we're not, we're not going to go on the field. And he said, I'm not going to pray for the sick no more. He said, uh, if somebody just demands that I pray for him, I will. And he said, the only time in, in, in our marriage, my wife looked at me and said, oh, no, we're not. So number one, I'm already packed and ready to go. And you're not going to get us out of the will of God, big boy. You're going to do what God said. Well, here's my point. 
Yeah, that's a good story, but here's my point. If you spend all your time in your head, you'll get talked out of what your spirit knows you have the authority over. Amen. You shouldn't listen to people talk about, and, and, and I hope I'm helping you with this. You, you shouldn't listen to people when they talk about things like, well, you know, you can't expect that kind of result. Uh, uh, to, I mean, after all, that was the apostles. That was Jesus. That was the prophet. That was Elijah. Hmm. That's somebody living out of their head. If I can't expect those results, he shouldn't have put it in my copy of the Bible. How'd they do that? They lived out of their spirit. Am I helping you? The man that's spiritually dead doesn't recognize and realize the fact that he was created in God's image. Listen, to walk with him. I was created in God's image to walk with him. You don't walk with God in your physical body. You walk with God in your spirit. I commune with God in my spirit. Amen. Now why? Why do they not realize that? Because all the natural man is able to know about reality, he gains through his five senses. Everything that he's able to know about reality, he gets it through his five physical senses. And the senses only receive from like substance. Meaning, they only receive from matter material realm. That's the only thing your five physical senses receive from, is the physical realm. That's what they draw their information from. That's what they draw their conclusions from. Oh, but praise God, there's a spirit realm. That, that to the spiritually minded person is more real than the natural realm. Oh, hallelujah. The Father, the Holy Spirit, angels, Satan, demons, they're all spirit beings. Our physical senses cannot contact that realm. When God created man, God had no body, not no body in the sense of no other person. He did not have a body, yet man's fellowship was perfect and complete with him. How is his fellowship perfect and complete with him? Man is a spirit. Man's body and soul were to be dominated by his spirit. Don't use phrases like, my mind's running away with me. Stop it. Rise up in your spirit and stop it. That's, that's what you're designed to live out of your spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Worry is a thing of the past when you live out of your spirit. Because your spirit won't worry. Your, let me say it this way. Your spirit doesn't have the capacity to worry. Because there's no connection to spiritual death in your spirit. The only connection you have to spiritual death is in your body. Because you will live forever. Now that, that, that's not just a good funeral sermon. You are never going to die. You can't die. Because you're created in the very image of God. God cannot die. You cannot die. The Bible, the Bible oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me hurry. What's my time? Okay, got to hurry. Mm. The will of man, the power of choice, the ability to choose to determine one, one's actions, those are all dominated by our spirit. When you live out of your spirit, there's nothing anybody can stop you from having. Because the creative forces of God are in my spirit. Oh, hallelujah. When, when God said, listen, when God said, and, 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 and in, in the original rendering, 
I know the King James says God said let there be light, but we know that in the Hebrew God said light be. And light was. Light was where? It wasn't that light became, that light was created. There was already light because the Bible says God dwells in light. It means where God was, where God was standing, the light became visible. When? When God said be, light be. Well, if we could say this for explanation, God spoke that. Where did he speak that out of? His spirit. Now, we know God is spirit, but for the sake of teaching, he spoke that out of his spirit. When Jesus said, if you say to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, it would obey you. It would obey you. It would obey you. It would obey you. Not it would obey your physical self. It would obey your spirit. It will obey where, what, where you speak out of. The words that we speak are like the words Jesus spoke because Jesus was spiritually alive and he said the words I speak, John 6, 63, they are spirit and they are life. The words we speak are spirit and life. Oh, glory to God. So when you tell something to be, the only thing that's left is the expectation of what you told to be. I don't, I, don't, I don't have it all understood yet, but I'm getting an understanding of it. When you tell it to be, it's going to be. Because the one with dominion in the earth has said it. Yeah, I know this sounds simple to us. When, when the rhinoceros come before Adam, nobody had ever said rhinoceros. How you come up with a name like rhinoceros? But Adam looked at it and he didn't go, hmm, hmm. I don't know, Eve, what do you think? It came before Adam, he said rhinoceros. And what did that animal become? Why? Because he said. So when someone says, how you know your house is paid off? Because I said. Because I said. If you could get this, the wood in your house knows it needs to be paid off. Because it heard you say it. The, the, the two by fours in your house were created by the word of God. That lives and abides forever. And when you go to your house and you put your hands on the, on the, 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 the front door of your house and you say, I call, I call, I call you paid for. It's just like the rhinoceros coming before Adam. And Adam said, I call you rhinoceros. And he became rhinoceros. When you called your house paid for, it became paid for. That's why you don't need to say things like, I need a second car. You need to go out in your garage and say, Lord, there's my second car. I have my second car. I call my second car. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. My, my, my wife has got that boy about believing for those vehicles. She just calls them. She's calling, she's calling a good one right now. Amen. Bro, Brother David and uh, uh, Sister Patricia uh, sold her on Audis. She's like, I want me an Audi, Philip. I said, okay. Now, here's the way we do it. I'll agree with you. But I'm not in charge of your believing. But I'll agree with you. And she told me this is the, the model I want. And she calls it every time she says, there's my car. There's my car. That's not her car. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes. See, do you see? That, that sounds like we're just talking about confession. We're talking about receiving something by your spirit. If I said it. The only thing that's left is the receiving. Amen. That's why you put things on your refrigerator. Not just because that's word of faith theology. 
You said you're going to have that. So I'm keeping it in my mind. When it shows up, I'll know that's what it is. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Yeah, but how am I ever going to pay my house off? You said it, didn't you? Then whatever's needed. Listen, what do you have in the house? A little bit of oil. Okay, go borrow vessels. Don't borrow a few. And just pour till they're full. Is that right? Did that, did, that, did that vessel keep producing? I've heard pastor preach that, you know, what limited her was she didn't borrow enough vessels. If, if she had just kept pouring, it would have kept pouring. What you're doing is you're doing it out of your spirit. Your spirit has no bottom. Your spirit has no top. Your spirit can't be contained. You understand what I mean by that? Because it's created in the very image of God. I don't think we have come to understand the power resident in our spirit. For calling, for declaring, for taking dominion. Oh, hallelujah. I think back about men. Y'all got a few minutes? I think back about men that said certain things. Reinhard Bonnke, standing on the street corner in Africa, playing an accordion with his interpreter. Five people listening to him. He goes home that night and has a dream of a blood-washed Africa. And God said in Reinhardt's tone, All Africa shall be saved. What he starts saying in every meeting, All Africa shall be saved. Is that right? I say, is that right? And there were meetings in one meeting, one meeting, 1.3 million people saved, verified saved. I know they're having trouble now, but to the point, to the point that at one point, Nigeria was proclaimed a Christian nation. People say, well, what's happened? I'll tell you what's happened. Somebody's let their foot up off the accelerator and let their foot up off the gas about Africa being saved because they see the trouble. When you start seeing the trouble, your spirit will prompt you to keep saying what you were saying because that's the answer. I will not fall in line and talk about the demise of America. I have too much authority in my spirit. What my, the authority in my spirit is released through my mouth. If you get over there and you start joining your voice, the, the voice of the world has no power to affect the kingdom of God until those in the kingdom of God start joining their voices with the voice of the world. And then what the, what, what, and then what the kingdom of God does is they, 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 they begin to annihilate themselves and they begin to, to, to destroy themselves from the inside out. Jesus gave us our answer. The, king, the, the, the gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom of heaven. Am I helping you? Whew. The mind of man, in the beginning, Adam named over 500,000 birds, bugs, fish, reptiles, and animals. Mind's, man's mental capacities were such that his mind could fellowship with his creator. He possessed the intellect to rule creation. Man's physical condition, he was created a perfect human being with an endless human life. Man's body was not mortal. It was not Satan ruled. Now this is important. Ah, because he was an eternal spirit in God's class with an eternal human body. And people say, well, my body's not eternal anymore. Oh, yes, it is. Now, right now, it bears being connected to this, this earth. If, if you go by the way of the grave before the rapture, before uh, the, the return of Christ, 
The Bible says that when the trumpet sounds, your body will be raised incorruptible. Why? That's the ultimate redemption. Your body will be redeemed. I, I kind of laugh because people say, well, what kind of body am I going to have when I, when, you know, after the thousand year reign? And, and it, you looking at it, just perfected. That's how I'm going to know you when I get to heaven. Think about this for a moment. Can I, can, is this okay? I've had people ask me, are we going to know each other when we get to heaven? Did you really just ask that? I'm not going to be dumber when I get to heaven. I've heard people preach from the pulpit. Well, we'll know that you were special to us. Wait a minute, man. When I get to heaven and I see David King, I'm going to know that's David King. I'm not going to know anything in, in eternity by my mind. I'm going to know everything by my spirit. It's possible right now to know everything by your spirit. Mm. Hallelujah. Look, look at Hebrews 1. We got, we got to look at this before we be done. Before we be done. I don't know if I've helped you, but I preach myself happy. Well, I do know I've helped you. Anytime we hear the word. But see, what I'm trying to get across to us, what if, what if we start training our little children and our grandchildren right now about the dominion they possess in their spirit? You know, I was saved young, but I didn't hear anything about my dominion and authority until I was almost 30 years old. And I was born again when I was eight years old. And I don't know that I ever heard a message on authority and dominion. I don't know that I ever did. Now, that's not anything bad against the people that were preaching. They were doing the best they knew. They probably didn't know. But boy, when I got a hold of the fact that I had authority and dominion in my spirit, everything changed. Because now I'm in charge. I've heard people say, oh, brother, don't say that. You know, the Lord's in charge. mm mm, mm. He's given the earth to the children of men. If, if, if I come to you and, and, and I give you my key fob to my vehicle and I say, I'm giving this to you. I bought it. I paid for it, but I'm giving it to you. Here's my question. It's a simple question. Who's in charge of that? You are, and I'm not going to come and try to control what I gave you. God places churches in cities to change that city with the authority that they possess in their spirit. We don't change the city through social programs. We change the city, the Bible says, through the blessing of the upright. That's how the city's changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do, do you understand that? And when he puts a church in a city, he wants that church to operate out of their spirit. Operate the authority and the dominion they have in their spirit. Every, almost every day. I don't want to say every day because there might be days I miss it. I take authority over my neighborhood. This is my neighborhood. This is my neighborhood. Well, you got other neighbors. I know, but it's my neighborhood because I'm there. Amen. This street is my street. Oh, hallelujah. Our uh, youngest, no, not youngest, second, the youngest granddaughter. We're getting so many of them. She was over visiting us when we were in Kansas, Natasha. She'll be here uh, next week. And uh, you remember the Wednesday night? That Lily and I asked y'all to agree about her sister. 
well, she's going to be here. You just agreed with what we said. Well, anyway, she was there, and we were swimming in the pool. And uh, all, the, all the grandkids call us Paul and Mimi, except Natasha. And she calls us Papa and Nini. That's okay. But here's the thing. She was wanting to do her own thing. And Pastor Michelle said, no, you're not doing that. You're with Mimi, and I'm in charge. Well, I learned something in the swimming pool. Nope, you're with me, and I'm in charge. Hallelujah. That's my neighborhood. I'm there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live there, not just as a physical person, but as one that's been given authority and dominion. Hebrews 1. I'm, I'm going to finish with this. And, and I'm getting you out on a good time. Hebrews 1, 3. Who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. This is so important. This suggests to us the way that Adam ruled God's creation. Mm. Because Adam was the express image of God. How did he rule the earth and rule the garden? By the word of his power. Jesus does that now. He's the last Adam. Now this is important. The last Adam does not rule differently than the first Adam. Adam was given a dominion and authority through his words. Jesus exercises his dominion and authority through the word of his power. How are you going to exercise dominion and authority? By the word of your power. I, 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 I need you to start working on this. If you have something in your life that needs to change, I don't care when you do it. I don't care it, whether it's at home, on your way home, however it is. You need to tell it before your head hits the pillow tonight. You are going to correct yourself and go the other way. That's how it's going to be. Amen. Yeah, but Pat, nope, nope. If you don't, if you don't exercise that authority, that authority goes unmanifest. It's, 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 it's up to us. Man's responsibility. God didn't choose to create the entire human race at once. God gave man the ability to create eternal beings. He created Adam and Eve and said, multiply and replenish the earth. And every person created out of their union was created an eternal being. Every person sitting on the sound of my voice is an is a eternal being. Every child that's born tonight in a hospital is an eternal being. Only man has the ability to create eternal beings. Man is the custodian of God's joy. That's why he said, he said, he said, uh, uh, that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He said he's created, given us richly all things to enjoy. See, you got to start talking out of your spirit. You ask people that are around me all the time. You ask Brother Jim, I say this all the time. I love my life. I enjoy my life. I got a great life. Somebody will say, how's it going? Great, brother. Pull this one on them next time. They say, how's it going? Supernatural, man, just like you. <laughs> Glory to God. Hey, pastor, how's, you, how's it going? Supernatural. Amen. Yeah, but they won't understand. I'm not trying to get them to understand. I'll, I'll close with this. You don't have to go there, but 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 49 tells us about two creations. Talks, talks about the, 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 the earthy man and the heavenly man. 
And it says that you and I bear the image of the heavenly man, the Lord of glory. What does that mean? That means that there's been a stamp put on us. And it looks just like Jesus. Where? In my spirit. Now listen, this is not, I'm just not trying to convey a deep theological truth to you. I'm trying to get you to understand something. This is who you are. This is what you possess. You've got to exercise it. Hallelujah. And you take those things, and piece by piece, you exercise your dominion, and you bring them into submission. You will submit to me. Because I'm the one in charge. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Say say, say it out loud. Every circumstance, every situation is subject to the authority and the dominion given to me in my spirit. So right now, out of my spirit, I speak to you. And I tell you, in the name of Jesus, you line yourself up for my good. Be a benefit to me. Be a blessing to me. Be a joy to me. In Jesus' name. That's it. Don't pray about it. Tell it. This is what you're going to do. You're going to straighten up. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's stand up tonight, shall we? I hope you receive something from that. I believe God. Oh, hallelujah.